You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Hump Day. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I am also the founder of Whole9Sports.com, where you can find all of my written work. Hope the first half of your week's been doing all right, and hope you've got an easy second half coming up. Today, we'll talk about the Florida Gators softball series versus the Missouri Tigers. We'll dive a little bit more into Tim Tebow possibly returning to the NFL as a tight end, I guess. And how Kyle Trask is set up to be the successor to Tom Brady. Also, thank you to the people who left a review. Please do continue to do so or reach out to me in some way so that I can work to make this the best Florida Gators podcast around with that being said apple podcasts has been has been going through some stuff they're they're down bad right now and uploads are inconsistent there so feel free to use spotify or odyssey for the time being just to be a little bit more up to date especially if you're listening shortly after the episode is uploaded it takes especially longer on apple before we get started, just a quick reminder to follow Locked On Gators wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode. And join Locked On NFL draft host Trevor Sigma, who's also a Gators fan, and Benjamin Solak for recaps and analysis of the 2021 NFL draft and a look at next year's future first round picks, which again, may or may not include maybe some florida gators you know follow the lockdown nfl draft podcast on the odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts sorry that it's been so long since we've talked softball similar to baseball and similar to basketball which we'll get back to eventually but hey we're back at it now now that the nfl draft season is over This past weekend, we got to see our number three Gators take on the 15 Missouri Tigers on the road in Columbus, Missouri, of course. During the first game, Missouri scored two runs in the second inning, and it was dead silent the rest of the game offensively on both sides all the way until the sixth inning when the Gators exploded for five runs. Of course, those five runs came when Emily Wilkie hit a single to drive in two runs. And then Jamie Hoover hit a three-run homer that proved to be the final nail in the coffin for the Missouri Tigers. And you love to see it. The second game was one of those games where it just, it hurts the soul, really. It hurts the soul to sit down and watch that. Uh, The Gators opened scoring in the first inning to go up 1-0. And then I don't even know what happened. The Missouri Tigers did not score in the first inning. After that, the Missouri Tigers must have drank some um, Mike special stuff from Space Jam and just went off because they scored at least two runs in every inning after that, including the second inning where they scored four runs. So it was it was rough. Uh, unfortunately, 
the game was called after the fifth inning when the score was 10 to 2 for Missouri. Um, if you don't know, in college softball, the mercy rule is if one team is up by eight runs or more after the fifth inning or later. So, of course, at that point, Gators got mercied. You hate to see it. It's just, it's, uh, it's embarrassing to happen, really. But hey, everyone gets caught eventually. Uh, Natalie Lugo, who's usually just absolutely dominant on the mound for the Florida Gators, she just couldn't find her rhythm, and she gave up four runs, uh, in, of course, in that second inning. She gave up four runs. She was taken out with only one out done, so she went through 1.1 innings pitched, which is less than ideal, I'll say. And then Riley Trilicek and Haley Pittman came in from the bullpen, but unfortunately they couldn't fare much better against a Missouri team that, I mean, simply put, they were just on. That's it. They were just hitting everything. They were in the zone. Then, of course, game three was the tiebreaker. Missouri scored a run in the first and third innings to go up 2-0 early, and it looked like Florida's offense was going to struggle again. And, I mean, really, the Gators did struggle for the huge majority. Uh, The Tigers would hold that lead all the way until the top of the seventh inning. And at that point, Hannah Adams... (sighs) Hannah Adams decided to let the Tigers know what was good, and it wasn't sweet. And she went yard to left field for a three-run homer to give the Gators the lead, and eventually the win, three to two. And of course, that means that the Gators got the series win two games to one. We would have loved to see a sweep instead of just splitting it there, but hey, everybody's going to get got, right? As Marshawn Lynch said. Uh, despite winning the series, the Gators did fall one spot in their rankings, so now they fell from the number three spot nationally to the number four spot nationally, and I mean, it it's not terrible at this point of course but they do only have this weekend series against the 31 and 17 texas a&m aggies before the sec tournament kicks off so i mean we, we can safely assume that they're gonna finish fourth uh hopefully this weekend they sweep the aggies and there's that but right now yeah right now they're looking like they're gonna be number four which, which is totally fine it's just not three you know uh, so, of course, they have the Aggies this weekend, 31-17 Aggies, before the SEC tournament kicks off. And luckily, that series against AM is going to be in Gainesville. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the word 10 by 10 make sure you spell it out. This collection features high-quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and it's fairly priced, so you can give her something special and truly meaningful without breaking the bank. 
The ring from Platt Boutique is amazing. It's so simple and clean, but the vintage details are just incredible. It's a perfect little ring that's so timeless and would make the perfect gift for my girlfriend at least, especially when I told her I had a blue Nile read. She was very excited about that one. If you're on the hunt for the perfect unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely gonna wanna check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 on BlueNile.com. You know what you don't need a special occasion to enjoy? Built Bar. Built Bar is the best protein bar on the market. It has 18 delicious flavors, including recent Built Bar champion, Coconut Brownie Chunk. But of course, as always, personally, I'm a cookie dough chunk or peanut butter brownie kind of guy. So if you're looking to eat clean, but you've got a sweet tooth like I most certainly do, had uh, donuts earlier today, so that's fun, that is no longer a problem. Built Bar is your low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber solution. You can even enjoy Built Bar if you're keto. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That is LOCKED. L-O-C-K-E-D 1515 to get 15% off of your next order at BuiltBar.com. Of course, I spoke about this a bit on Friday's episode because the news broke on Thursday afternoon, but it was pretty buried behind, of course, Kadarius, Tony, and Kyle Pitts being drafted in the first round. So... We're going to take another look, and I promised I would do this on Friday. We're going to take another look at Tim Tebow possibly playing tight end in the NFL. If you somehow missed the news because it was on draft day, and if you very rudely did not answer to, did not listen to Friday's episode, um, rude, here it is. Tim Tebow on Thursday reports came out that he had called Urban Meyer and said, hey, bro, uh, I'll play tight end for you in the NFL if you want that. Like, I'll change positions now that you're here. Um, And he apparently worked out as a tight end. Nothing has really come from them since, but you never know. It's been a very busy week, so who knows. But I'm going to just take a look at this again, and we're going to have a little fun with it too. Uh, It came out today that Urban Meyer supposedly still feels as though Tim Tebow could help this offense. And a Jaguars executive was like, if Urban Meyer thinks Tim can help, then we're going to do whatever we can to get Tim. Because, of course, head coach wants someone as an executive. It's like, it's your job to get him. So if Urban Meyer still feels as though Tim Tebow could help this offense, they're going to do so. It's also important to note that following the draft, Urban Meyer said that he wants to continue addressing the tight end position. Of course, for the Jags fans out there and for people that aren't Jags fans, uh, the Jaguars only addressed tight end in the draft in the fifth round by drafting Luke Farrell from Ohio State, where Urban Meyer, of course, used to coach. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm not always super comfortable with a fifth round player coming in and expecting to be the starter. Um, I mean, James O'Shaughnessy is the guy they currently have there. James Shaughnessy is the current guy they have there. Uh, so not a ton of faith there. I mean, then again, when we're talking about it, maybe a street free agent quarterback, minor league baseball player turning to tight end also might not be your best option as a starting tight end. But 
here we are. This is the hand that we were dealt. It's either a veteran tight end that's underwhelmed his entire career, a rookie tight end who is just he here. He's a rookie. Rookie tight ends are very rarely productive. Or Tim Tebow is the other option, I guess, unless they bring in another free agent. But, he, I mean, again, this is the hand we have right now. This is what we're looking at. Just to have some fun with it, I went ahead and pulled up Tim Tebow's relative athletic score. Um, for those who don't know, that's your athletic testing compared to every other player at your position from 1987, I believe, to present day, and comparing how you ranked then. Um, so looking at it, Tim Tebow, out of, again, all these scores are out of 10. Tim Tebow, 8.79 overall. He's got a very poor composite size grade. Of course, he's a quarterback. Uh, his composite explosion grade is great. He's got 9.81 in the vert, 7.32 broad jump. His composite speed grade and composite agility grade. Well, actually, composite speed grade is great, and composite agility grade is elite. He's got a 4.17 shuttle, which is 8.85 RAS. He's got a 9.91 RAS for the three cone. And for the 40-yard dash, 20-yard split, and 10-yard split, he actually got better with just the burst. At 10-yard split, he's got 9.12 RAS. 20-yard split, 8.58 RAS. And 40-yard split, 8.11 RAS. Um, I know that that's just a ton of numbers that I just vomited at you. But to break it down, uh, Tim Tebow compared to other tight ends historically, athletically, he matches up very well. Um, like eight point seven nine is a fantastic relative athletic score to have for a tight end, or for anybody really, because of course it's relative to people at your position. But for Tim Tebow to convert and have that res, that is fantastic. Of course, now we've got to look at things like can he convert um i don't know he's 33 he's gonna be 34 in a few months so there's that it's hard to play in the nfl at any age really it's it's insane how elite these athletes are so to take years off come back and try to change positions that that's that is no easy task so do I think Tebow would find success as a tight end? Personally, not really. Do I think he can? Yeah, I, I think he can. I've I will never doubt him entirely. Um I don't think he would at this point, but if he did, it also wouldn't surprise me at all. Would I still lose my mind? Absolutely lose my mind and love to see it and probably buy a jersey 100 percent um i don't think i've mentioned this on the podcast before but i once got a tim tebow jersey when he was the quarterback for the denver broncos and i got the jersey because john elway said tim tebow is going to be our starting quarterback next year so i was like sweet i'm gonna get a jersey tim tebow is not on the roster the next year because they brought in peyton manning so that hurt my heart but i've always said now that if tim tebow's back in the nfl at some point i'd buy his jersey easily so i'm gonna be a man to my word if he ends up making it you know i mean i i've got doubts about him possibly doing it but again if he did it 
wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. He's he's Tim Tebow. He's you know he's Tim Tebow. Um, I mean, I I don't think he'd be super productive. Rookie tight ends aren't productive. I don't think a thirty-three or thirty-four-year-old first-year tight end would be either. Do you think Kyle Pitts will have more or less than six touchdowns? What about seven hundred seventy-five receiving yards? If you're feeling confident either way, head over to BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. With real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, it's the best way to place your bets and it's 100% free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device, which is how I usually do it, I'm just saying, to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online or your online sportsbook experts. Um, I know that I am very much not a sportsbook expert, so I just want to point that one out. Use the promo code Locked On. That is L O C K E D O N to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus. To round out the show today, we're going to talk a little bit about Kyle Trask and the possibility of him being the successor to Tom Brady in Tampa Bay, which just thinking about that scares me so i gotta feel a little bit bad for kyle trask i mean i'm sure he's said before he's like hey like media doesn't bother me none of that bothers me i've been doubted my entire career so i mean good for him like just being able to brush everything off like that totally happy for him um i don't think i'd be able to say the same thing there but hey i'm not an NFL quarterback it's also like (laughs) no matter what People are going to be upset with Kyle Trask being their second round pick. Unless he also becomes the greatest quarterback of all time. People are going to be upset. We know that, right? Like, like he's got to back up Tom Brady and he's got to replace Tom Brady when Tom Brady retires. There's no living up to that, you know, unless Tom Brady is like a terrible final year, terrible final two years. And it's like, okay, maybe, but not likely because he's just got the iq to maintain a great level of play always um the roster currently in tampa bay is built for short-term and long-term success both offensively and defensively like it's gonna change there's gonna be a lot of offensive turnover although there wasn't this past offseason but you can't maintain that okay like there's gonna be a lot of change just throughout and I mean, you got to just trust the front office and the coaching staff to be able to continue to put the best guys on the field that they possibly can and the best that they can afford. So this defense, I'd say, is in a little bit worse shape than the offense just because the defense is older throughout, of course, because no one's older than Tom Brady there. But the defense is older throughout, and the places that they're younger are going to get really expensive. So likely going to be a lot of turnover defensively in the long run but for now we will you know offensively i do think that we'll see guys like mike evans leave in maybe two years i don't think chris godwin's ever leaving the bucks or at least not anytime soon scotty miller the same thing not leaving anytime soon oj howard i think is going to stay there um so it's you've got your core guys the offensive line the young guys I like them a lot. Or not even just the young guys. I like this offensive line 
a lot. So you've got that set up for you. That's something that Kyle Trask will need a good offensive line because he doesn't have a ton of mobility, as we all know. So he's going to need that. Uh, The front office, when they first took over in Tampa Bay, they got off to a pretty shaky start. And I thought Jason Light might be on his way out. But they finally found their groove. And and I get that a lot of people are like, oh, well, of course they found their groove. They got Tom Brady and he brought Gronk. They set up a roster that was intriguing enough for Tom Brady to be like, hey, first of all, I could win there. And second of all, I can leave New England, which is something that we never thought we'd see. So I'm going to say, sure, Tom Brady was a huge player to it. Rob Gronkowski was a huge player to it. Antonio Brown coming in, sure. But they had found their groove with their drafts. They've been hitting on a lot of picks now. And I have they're one of the front offices that I'm the most confident in right now. And everyone knows I'm not a books fan. Uh, The coaching staff right now, which over the next few years, will likely see major changes uh, just with promotions, like with guys like Byron Leftwich leaving. Maybe Todd Bowles could get another head coaching shot. Who knows? And retirements with Bruce Arians, of course, the head coach. And if Todd Bowles doesn't get another head coaching shot, maybe he's like, all right, I'm 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 done. And he leaves um, when he feels ready, you know. But right now, it's fantastically set up to help Kyle Trask develop, which is what we're talking about right now with this coaching staff because, of course, things are going to change. They always do. But they are set up to help Kyle Trask develop for a long-term career. I think it's also just a huge advantage really that Kyle Trask has where no one expects him to be successful early on like for the first year or two of his career no one even wants to see him on the field they're like hey we we got Tom like stay back learn some things you know improve work on yourself you know work on yourself boo so (laughs) we've got that and it's that that's great to not have that pressure to succeed but the biggest factor for Kyle Trask being the successor of Tom Brady is that he gets to spend the next year or two learning from Tom Brady, learning from the greatest quarterback to ever play the game of football, the GOAT. He gets to learn behind Tom Brady, and we know Kyle Trask's biggest flaws, his mechanics. They've got to get rebuilt completely. You going to tell me there's someone else you'd rather have him learning from than Tom Brady? The Tom Brady? Thomas Rosenthal Brady. I don't know if that's his middle name. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just messing with you there. Um, but come on, like you're gonna tell me there's anyone you'd rather have a young rookie quarterback who has mechanical issues backing up than Tom Brady? I, I, you're crazy if you say that. So he's got Tom Brady. He's got Bruce Arians, who's plenty experienced with quarterbacks. In, in fact, Bruce Arians used to be the offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers with Ben Roethlisberger, who I said is Kyle Trask at his ceiling. I think he'll be Big Ben at his best. And, of course, Byron Leftwich has been a fantastic offensive coordinator throughout his whole career, which is why I think he won't be there very long, but enjoy it while you got it. And, of course, Byron's known for having very poor mechanics, but, hey, those who can't play, coach. And, I mean, Byron's proven he can do that. So, again, putting utmost faith utmost faith in them, and that's, that's how I'm rolling with it completely. I have the absolute confidence that Kyle Trask will find success in the NFL of course he's gonna just always be hated because at this point people already dislike him for no good reason and they're just gonna 
continue to do so unless he becomes the greatest of all time again. Um, that about does it for today's episode of Locked On Gators. Join me tomorrow as we talk about how some other Gators draft picks fit in with their new teams and more. Once again, my name is Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with Whole Nine Sports. It's W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports. Thank you to anyone who did join us on the Whole Nine Sports draft stream this past weekend. Again, over 19 hours of live coverage. I got to break some UDFA signings on air, including a certain running back from Last Chance U that then went to Arkansas and then signed with the Detroit Lions. I got to do that. And we had over 7,000 viewers, which last year, yeah, we had like 70, so it was wild. So it was really just insane to be a part of. Be sure to check out Locked On Bucks, hosted by David Harrison and James Yarcho, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I got to sit down with David earlier today to talk about Kyle Trask and a few other Gators picks that didn't wind up on the Bucks. But you can check that out now, really. Sorry, I said I did it earlier today, meaning that now it's night. And it, earlier today, I spoke to him. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts.